1: Have you gotten Rommel
2: yet? up, y'all. Welcome on into the Go Vols 24 7 podcast. Russ Rucker coming to you from Fort Rucker Studio. And we got a breaking news edition of this Go Vols 24 7 podcast. And we're going to go over across town to Ben McKee, who will tell us why. Tennessee has just gotten really good news uh, via 24-7 sports about Tennessee basketball. Ben, why are we having a breaking news edition of this podcast?
1: Because four-star combo guard Bishop Boswell out of Myers Park High School there in Charlotte, North Carolina, has picked Tennessee. Um, A nice addition for Tennessee, the the first commitment in Tennessee's 2024 uh, recruiting class. Things have been fairly slow on the recruiting trail uh, for Tennessee this cycle. Uh, I, I think there's several reasons for that, and we can get into that on, on the back end uh, of this breaking news podcast. But uh, when you kind of sit in and look at Bishop Boswell, hard not to think of this being the prototypical uh, Rick Barnes player uh, and a, a player that fits the Tennessee basketball program uh, to a T and, and again, we can get into that in just a moment as well, but uh, Wes, a, a really nice recruiting win for Tennessee, uh, and Justin Ganey, Tennessee's assistant coach, uh, he kind of patrols the the Carolinas, especially there in, in North Carolina, uh, and with Bishop being from the Charlotte area, they, they really had to put in some work with this one. Uh, there was a lot of Wake Forest buzz for a very, very mm-hmm. long time. It, it felt like uh, he took an official visit, uh, to Wake Forest the weekend of August second, and there was some concern uh, not only on Tennessee's end, but uh, multiple schools that were recruiting Bishop um, that he he could could have committed during that official visit. Uh, he had a great relationship with with Steve Forbes and, and the other assistant coaches uh, over there, and obviously Wake Forest isn't too far from Charlotte, so uh, Wake Forest was the the front runner for a very very long time. Uh, and then he also had great relationships with uh, Xavier. Uh, that, that was a, a team that was kind of viewed as a, as a dark horse. Mm-hmm. Tennessee kind of came in late after watching him play over the summer. Uh, so they had to make up some ground, but uh, they did quick, fast, and in a hurry. And then on 24-7 sports, as you mentioned, Wes, uh, he commits to Tennessee over Wake Forest, Georgia, Missouri, and Xavier
2: yeah, and when you look at that, there there's some programs around the country that anytime they're interested in a player, it always kind of piques my interest a little bit. Xavier's one of those because Xavier's just always, you know they'll get some big prospects here and there, but but they just really a lot of times i don't I don't love this phrase, but they kind of do more with less. like like they they get in on guys and they're they're smart, they make good decisions. That program is usually very, very well run. when Xavier's in there, that gets my attention. And, and it's interesting that that Tennessee, And I think people need to, I think people have gotten used to this, Ben, but still we're talking about a guy who is a top 60, top 70, top 80 overall player, right? Like a consensus top 100 player, a big time player. Tennessee gets in late, late, and is able to go in there and kind of big boy and elbow in the paint a little bit and get some of these others out of the way and get one like this that... It's not that long ago. This is like a huge addition for for Tennessee in the class. Like maybe like the 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 single highest rated player in the class, and and that's nothing against this kid. He's a really really good player. Um, but you know Tennessee's been adding some of these you know five stars and other things. But Tennessee just kind of elbows its way in here and gets a top one hundred guy late. I mean that's that's I mean it shows you where the program is. I think
1: one thousand percent, especially going into Charlotte. Uh, Charlotte is a very talent-rich city, pretty much any sport, football, baseball, or or basketball. Just a a big city, as everybody knows, and and a ton of uh, talent uh, athletically. And uh, for Tennessee to go in to to that area, make up ground, it absolutely speaks to to where Tennessee basketball is right now and uh, what Rick Barnes has established in Knoxville. Because like you said, you you go back to those early classes, his first or or second, I mean, he's – rated probably higher than than anybody in those classes and 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 you probably you're not coming in late and and sweeping him away from from some of those other schools so yeah you, maybe you're not beating out duke or north carolina but like you said xavier's nothing to, to sneeze at uh, wake forest is really really good under forbes right now and, and they're going to only yep. continue to get better yep. uh georgia is headed in the right direction uh as well uh, I really like what Dennis Gates is, yeah, is doing at Missouri. Yeah, that dude's a hell
2: of a coach, man.
1: Yeah, and uh, a hell of a recruiter, maybe even more so, which is saying something because he is a great X's and O's basketball coach, and, and his players really love playing for him. So, yeah, sure, it's not Duke. It's not North Carolina. Uh, but this is still a a really talented basketball prospect. Uh, we have him at 247, ranked as the number 77 overall player in the country, the number 10 overall uh, combo guard and the number eight overall player in the state of North Carolina uh, and in the composite rated slightly better uh, overall, 65 overall. Mm-hmm. So so 12 spots higher in the composite rankings, still the, the 10th rated guard and, and one spot higher as the seventh player uh, in the state of North Carolina. So uh, a, a ho-hum pickup, it, it kind of feels like, uh, but the, it speaks to more of just how much Rick Barnes has elevated this basketball program.
2: Yeah, it it seems to me like, and again, there's different ways to 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 look at a a combo guard. You know, it gets you into a whole other conversation of like, do traditional point guards still exist? Really, in this era where you know everybody's kind of got to score it, in this era where everybody's kind of be able to got to play different different positions. I mean, it's a different it's a different kind of thing. So does does a real traditional point guard still exist? Maybe not. But when you look at a combo guard, you also look at the question of well, is this a nice way of saying he's a two-guard who can handle it pretty well? I mean, the, the, I, I go back and forth all the time on, like, how we rate players and you know, who's a point guard, shooting guard, combo guard. Does any of it really matter? One through three are kind of the same thing now. I go back and forth on all this. So, so that, that's a really ridiculously convoluted way of asking what kind of a player do, do you think Bishop Boswell is? Because when I think combo guard, what springs to my mind the, every time I think about it is, ah, well, he's a two guard and he doesn't want to be called a two guard. So they call him a combo guard. Like I hate to put it that way, but that's kind of the way over the years I've been trained to think of guys who kind of want to be point guards, but but they're 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 maybe not. So we go, hey, you're a combo guard. So what's he like as a player?
1: He he is more of a combo guard than a true point guard. He he's not zakai Ziegler, Jordan Bone coming in, and we all know without a doubt that he is a true point guard. Uh, he, he's honestly, now that I think about it, I, I had not thought of Lamonte Turner until this very moment in, in relation to Bishop Boswell, but I think their games uh, are very similar or at least their their position on the floor is very similar. Uh, there, there's probably more strength in, in Bishop Boswell's frame. Yeah, he's uh, a couple inches Lamonte,
2: taller too. Yeah,
1: yeah L- Lamonte, though... Uh, his athleticism kind of sneaks up on you though Mm -hmm. i I think you kind of look at lamonte and and maybe don't initially think man that guy has some big time athleticism or or he's fairly strong but he is Uh, and and that's kind of bishop boswell's game Uh, he he is a a bigger bodied just an explosive uh athlete and when i say explosive i'm not necessarily speaking about jordan bone quickness up and down the floor or Kennedy Chandler quickness, the Kai Ziegler type of quickness. Uh, I I'm, I say explosive in, in the sense of, of being uh, powerful, uh, just a, a very, very strong kid uh, for his age. But uh, I did speak to Scott Taylor, uh, the head basketball coach at Myers Park, uh, about Bishop, and uh, that, that story is up on the site uh, right now after Bishop's commitment to Tennessee. And uh, I asked him kind of about his position uh, and he thought it depended on who else is on the roster uh, what tennessee will end up wanting to do uh, with bishop uh, scott taylor thought that he can be a true point guard but he didn't know if if that was exactly where he was going to fit just because he he didn't really know exactly tennessee's plans for him and and how tennessee's roster will look uh, a year or two from now but uh, he he said that he's been kind of put into every position possible. Uh, he, he's been put into positions uh, where he is the true point guard. He's been into positions where he has played off the ball uh, and, and kind of gone back and forth, whether it be at Myers Park or, or whether it be with the very talented AAU program that Bishop Boswell has been playing with uh, as well. So um, he he can he can do either or, but it, it seems like maybe that combo guard. Uh, playing off the ball, uh, maybe his strong suit and, and what he grows into more down the line. Uh, but he has played true point guard, and that is something that he could develop into at some point.
2: Yeah, he does play with uh, the the CP3 team there on the on the summer circuit, and that's there's always there's always talent in that bunch. Um, and you talk about that that Carolina connection again. Um, And we know Ganey does a a really nice job recruiting that area for Tennessee. Tennessee's gotten several players out of that area recently. Um, And and also you've got Rick Barnes' sort of history in that state too. Like he's got a lot of connections really throughout the country, but he's got a lot of connections, especially in in those Carolinas. He's from that area. We all know he's, he's Hickory Rick. Um, and you know Tennessee's also had some some guys from that area recently. I mean, not just Grant Williams, but obviously Grant Williams, you know, chief among them. And Grant Williams was there uh, for Bishop Boswell's recent visit to uh, Tennessee. I saw them uh, together at a uh, at a football game. And you know, Grant Williams, agent agent Williams, will always do what he can for Tennessee in any way that he can. That's just kind of how he is. Um, but but this is a this is a nice a nice addition for Tennessee. I, I think it's. When you look at his game, I see kind of where he fits. And I also know that if he's a guard, then Rick Barnes is 1,000% going to have to sign off on him because he is really, really picky about guards. And if he wants him, he's got to want him for a reason.
1: Absolutely. And I I said it earlier uh, that this is a prototypical Rick Barnes player. And at the moment I said that, I I did not go into detail. So I will uh, do that now. Uh, I asked Coach Taylor about Bishop and what Tennessee was getting in him, uh, and the first thing that he talked about was Wes defense. Yep, his ability uh, to, and length. to be very versatile. And length.
2: I don't know if he's six four. his wingspan has got to be at least six seven. or Barnes is like, I'm not interested.
1: Yeah, I, I don't recall uh, Coach Taylor mentioning uh, his, his length to me, but I, I'm sure that Bishop does have uh, s- some length. Um, but just he, he really raved uh, about uh, Bishop's ability to, to guard on the ball, uh, said he changed the dynamic of the program there at, at Myers Park, uh, was at a previous stop in, in Charlotte at, at a different school in the city uh, before transferring over. And he just flat out said that uh, because of how super competitive that he is, uh, how physically gifted he is uh, as an athlete. Uh, And actually, that was technically the first thing that that he mentioned, just that he's a physically gifted athlete, first and foremost. Uh, And then he kind of went into discussing um, how he changed that Myers Park program with his ability uh, to to guard the ball. And he said that that is probably what will translate the quickest uh, to the next level, Um, just just because he's so physically gifted uh, and he competes and you can put him in several Uh, Different situations, and he's able to defend uh, and play out in the open court uh, as as well. So, kind of going back to that conversation we just had about is he a true guard or true point guard? Is he a combo guard off the ball? Uh, That that's one of the things when teams were evaluating him, Bishop's ability to guard either for how strong and athletic he is. uh, That is something that that stood out. So, uh, obviously, (laughs) you, you hear somebody a prospect a commitment people are talking about his defense first and foremost Uh, you you can see why tennessee and rick barnes and and justin gainey wanted him so bad but that's that's also not to say that he's not gifted on the offensive end uh, because he is on he is very gifted on the offensive end Uh, he he is a a fairly good shooter Uh, that is obviously something that he will need to continue to work on um, but uh, Coach Taylor did believe that once he gets into to the right system and once he becomes comfortable within that system uh, and becomes acclimated to playing college basketball, uh, he thinks his shot is is going to, to really be something that is key for Bishop and, and something that he is able to do and just continue to improve upon. Uh, he, he's a playmark, playmaker that can score in, in various ways. You, you, you kind of see Bishop's – uh, highlights on social media or on YouTube or whatever from playing in AAU events, and, and he's almost like a bully with the ball in his hands, uh, and, and can get to the rim uh, in multiple multiple ways. But especially as just a, a powerful ball handler, uh, again, just kind of bullying whoever is defending him and and being able to get to the rim w- with relative ease. And and obviously that will become. Uh, more difficult for him once he gets into the SEC. And, and SEC basketball is so much different now than it was 10 years ago. It, it's just littered with premier athlete after premier athlete after premier athlete. It, it's really started to mirror what SEC football is and, and just the amount of athleticism that has really ticked up in the league. So uh, that, that'll that be an adjustment for him. Um, but again, Bishop himself is explosive and, and dynamic. So Ah, uh, the 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 defense is certainly ahead of the offense right now, but that doesn't mean that he has positive offensive qualities. He absolutely does. There there are reasons to be excited on on that end of the floor, uh, but that defense is is going to give him a chance to to probably uh, play early and and often. And he kind of gets the the powerfulness from uh, playing football. Wes, he, he was a, a football player first and foremost. Uh, and really, just started playing basketball uh, full time uh, in the last year or so. I believe he played only football, which is as, different. As f-
2: which is different from most basketball prospects these days. Much different. Yes,
1: it's it's usually the reverse. Um, but and he was playing receiver and making a ton of plays. Uh, again, talking about that physicality and explosiveness as a receiver, you give him the football, and, and he was hard to bring down for for defenses. But. Uh, He's really committed to basketball over the last year, year and a half, and he started to grow. So uh, another reason for Tennessee fans to be excited about uh, this Bishop Boswell commitment because he's just tapping in uh, to his potential as he's just begun uh, to fully commit himself to basketball.
2: Yeah, and uh, you talk about changing the program uh, there at Myers Park. Those guys went um, – pretty sure. I know they won a state championship in Carolina. I don't know if it was the 4A or 5A but but regardless it was a high classification uh, and they won the state title in North Carolina last season and I think there's three four star prospects on that team. I know one of them, I know one of them Sir Muhammad and I think the other one I really don't want to be wrong about this. I think it's Sadiq White is the other four star. I think they got three four stars or, or high three stars at least who are on that roster, uh, and he plays obviously with a bunch of guys in the summer league too, but uh, in the summer circuit. But you, you go twenty eight and four. You change the program at Myers Park. You win a state title. You, you know you, you got length, athleticism, toughness. You play some defense. I can see why Rick Barnes is all about this kid. So oh,
1: and by the way, he's a great kid too. Which, which shocker, also shocker. Checks checks the box. Every of- single
2: day at Myers Park he's just he stops when he's on his way to school and he walks four or five ladies across the street, you know, takes their groceries to their car, you know, goes to church seven times every single morning like he is just says ma'am and sir to everyone even toddlers like I bet he's just, you know, if if, if I, I, I kid, but we all know the character of the kids in that program and we know that as much as any program that I've ever covered, certainly Rick Barnes has a type, and if you don't fit that type at this point in his life, he ain't interested. He's just not.
1: No, he, he's not. But uh, that that type is uh, obviously somebody who is uh, defensive of minded, I, I guess you could say, and has length. Is... I guarantee
2: you. I guarantee you that mm-hmm. wing. If he's six four, I guarantee you that wingspan's like six seven, six eight. It's got to be. It's got to be. Or Rick Barnes is like, I don't care.
1: But he checks the the defensive box. Uh, he, he checks the the, the versatility box. He, he checks the the good teammate slash good person um, box, and, and he also has traits on the offensive end that uh, that get you really excited uh, about his long term potential and and potential development uh, as well. And, and and Rick has really committed to improving Tennessee offensively over the last several months. I, I think this past season was a realization for him that that maybe he does need to become a, a little more offensive. And he's talked about it publicly. About damn time. Maybe not those exact words. That, but those are has, my words.
2: My words are about damn time. Those are my <laughs> words.
1: Well, him saying that they need to get better offensively, uh, not his exact words, but he has acknowledged that they needed to get more athletic and more versatile on offense and become a better shooting team. Uh, and so I think with him... Uh, wanting to improve offensively, obviously, even though you mentioned uh, the athlete that Bishop is first and foremost, and and then the defense, and and then who he is as a, a a person and as a teammate, like that doesn't mean that he doesn't lack offensive traits. He he obviously still has those traits. If Rick Barnes is is recruiting him uh, and, and kind of went all in on him at the last second and was able to 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 receive this commitment. Ah, uh, that that should get you excited, even if you do mention the defense first, because again, I do think there's been a realization um, that there doesn't need to be wholesale changes, but there maybe needed to be a tweak or two here and there. Uh, and that that's on the offensive end. and And I think um, Bishop should be able to play. Uh, into to that role because he he can make plays on the offensive end.
2: Yeah, and you never know. I mean, rosters in basketball and every sport really, but in, in basketball in particular looks so different from year to year, uh, with with the portal and with departures to the league and and late commitments and and every like it, it's hard to predict. And that's sort of what we're gonna. I'm teeing up for the next segment because it's hard to ever predict, like, how many are they going to take in this class? What are they going to do? Because it's hard to say these days because, well, you can always just go portal surfing and do some stuff. Like, there's different ways to build a roster these days. So let's talk about where Tennessee is in recruiting. Let's talk about needs. Let's talk about numbers. We'll, we'll try to talk about it. May not have firm answers for you on a lot of it, but we'll try to talk about it. Um, but before we talk about that, you're going to hear other people talk about products, services, and in-house ads that are uh, th- that are helping us. Put money in our pockets selfishly. So uh, go listen to that, and we'll be right back here in just one second. Here on the Go Balls Twenty Four Seven Podcast, hashtag Ad Money.
0: eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential, and then through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed one hundred thousand miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Look to your left. Look to your right. It's official Every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride-or-die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road.
2: Welcome back to the Girl Boss Twenty Four Seven Podcast, brought to you by whatever products, services, and in house ads you just heard a moment ago during that commercial break. West Rucker coming to you from Fort Rucker Studio. Ben McKee coming to you from his studio across town. That does not have a name, which bothers me to this day that it doesn't. We just, it's a nice looking area there. It needs to have a name. And when we make this thing a, a, a not just an audio but a visual podcast, um, we're, we're 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 gonna it's gonna have a name. I'm gonna name it one myself. I'm gonna go somewhere and get like get a like a plaque made and name it so he can either pick one or I'm going to pick one for him just because I'm i determined to do this now because um, the Cubs have broken me this week and now I need something else in my life, and uh, that thing is going to be naming Ben studio. So we're going to get to that, um, but before we do that, uh, we do need to remind you that uh, we are talking about a huge commitment for Tennessee basketball, a big one, a big one. Bishop Boswell, four-star, four-star, four-star star combo guard from Charlotte North Carolina big addition for the Vols a guy who is a top 70 player um, in in the 24-7 composite a top 80 player I think 77 overall for 24-7 sports just announced his commitment to Tennessee on the air right there at 24-7 CBS HQ 24-7 sports network all that good stuff and we got a lot to talk about that and what it means for Tennessee, class, all that stuff. Before we do that, though, just a quick request from our end. Please go in there and take a minute out of your day right now. Please go rate, review, and subscribe to this podcast. If you're just listening there on the website, goballs 247com nothing wrong with that. Absolutely nothing wrong with that. No wrong way to consume this podcast. Helps us out a lot more, though. If you go in there and rate, review, and subscribe, whether you're on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, iHeart, TuneIn, Stitcher, Amazon, anywhere in the world you can cast a fine pod, you can find this Go Balls 24-7 podcast. We do this for free. We're happy to do it. Labor of love, no complaints. However, since we're doing it for free, I don't think it's too much to ask to go in there. Rate, review, subscribe, and tell your friends. Tell people that you see. Tell people that you know. Tell people that you want to know. Tell people who want to know people that you want to know. Go tell anyone who's wearing orange, please. You would not believe how much this thing has grown, and a big part of that is y'all just telling other people about it. It still works, right? We, we think about texting these days, and we text everything. Sometimes we actually use our voices and talk to people, so either text or tell people about this podcast with your actual voice. If you're already doing that stuff, thank you. We love you. If not... I award you no points, and may God have mercy on your soul. Ben, obviously this is Tennessee's first addition to the 2024 recruiting class, and some people have been a little, I don't want to say skittish about it, but um, having questions, which I think is fair, I think most people acknowledge that in this day and age with the portal being what it is, uh, and especially because now programs like Tennessee, Kentucky, et cetera, can just wait and see who else is good at smaller schools and then take them. Once they do that, and then they can fill their rosters that way. So there's multiple ways to to sort of skin the cat. But Tennessee did not have an addition for this class until this one. Uh, you look at the roster this season, uh, the Vols are technically, I would say, over capacity, but they've got somebody on a walk-on deal there. So they're technically a full boat plus one, um, but they've made it work. But obviously a lot of those players are not going to be back for the following season. So why is this Tennessee's first addition to the class, Ben? Why why has it sort of taken this long? Uh, what does it mean? Was there concern about that? Just What are your thoughts on all that?
1: Yeah, I, I don't have an exact answer, uh, to be quite honest. Uh, I, I think that uh, the, there has been a, a shift in – Uh, thought process of of maybe wanting to pursue the transfer portal uh, a little bit more and and a little harder than than we've seen the last couple of years. Uh, Quite frankly, kind of like you just alluded to, uh, it can be easier to deal with. uh, You know what you're getting more. You know what you're getting. Uh, You spend less time recruiting (laughs) these kids when they're transferring than when they're coming out of high school. Uh, Coming out of high school, you're recruiting them for years, uh, some of them. Uh, and these these transfers, you're some of them you're recruiting for a week, if if not shorter, uh, and, and you can add them to your roster. So uh, I, I think that's one of the reasons is just a, a realization. And not that there wasn't one before, but just how beneficial the, the portal can be. Uh, they, they have Tennessee hasn't really swung big in, in the portal at, at a at a huge name. Uh, they've gone out and added nice pieces here and there that that can kind of fill roster spots uh, but I wouldn't be surprised to, to see moving forward uh them fish for bigger fish uh and, and you know like a Dalton connect and I don't know that he has the name recognition Well, Kentucky uh, that, and everybody
2: else wanted his ass
1: I I don't know that he has the name recognition that that you would think because he's coming from northern Colorado but he was one of the best players in the portal. And he is going to be one of Tennessee's best players this year. Uh and possibly as good of an offensive piece as Santiago Vescovi, which is saying quite Ooh. a bit uh for, for him to step in. Obviously, totally different players. Um, but he he is he is terrific offensively, and I'm expecting big things from him this season. Uh so I, I expect them to to go out and get those Dalton Connects. Those guys who who can fill larger roles instead of the the keys of the world. That's a solid basketball player, but you kind of slide him in here, and he has a role, and it's that, and he's more of a guy off the bench. Uh, I they're they're still going to try to add those guys, but I also think that they're going to swing, they're going to fish for for those bigger fish in the portal, um, and, and then I, I guess that also leads into. The, the recruiting board has has been smaller in this class mm-hmm. uh, for whatever reason. Uh, maybe it's that simple fact that they want to rely on the portal more. I also think the roster is, is in a place uh, where you, you don't have to bring in several freshmen. You 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 did just bring in a lot of uh, youngsters. You you just brought in four uh, this last cycle in twenty twenty three with Cade Phillips, J P Estrella, Cameron Carr, uh, and Freddie DeLeon, the the fourth. Uh, so you, you have a lot of young talent. You, you have, you know, a Tobe Awaka who is younger uh, as well. Uh, you would think that Jonas Adu and Zakai Ziegler and Jemai Meshack, they'll be seniors next season after this year. So you, you will have some veteran guys coming back even next year. Really, obviously there will be a guy or two transfer yeah. in this day and age of of college athletics. But I think you can only definitively say that right now Tennessee is going to lose three players after this season and that Santiago Vescovi, Josiah Jordan James, and Dalton Connect. So you don't really have to go out and absolutely only rely on high school guys uh, if you're only having to replace three guys. And I'm sure there will be another spot or two open up, uh, like I just alluded to, uh, with, with, with a guy or two transferring out at some point. That, that's just the way college athletics is going right now guys are transferring that you don't really see transferring or or a guy blows up and goes to the league or something I mean you never know yeah I mean I, I could see a, a scenario where, where Freddy DeLeon has a amazing year and decides to turn pro right. uh, that that would surprise me uh, I, I think he's very talented and very good and he's gonna have a good season I just don't know if it's essentially one and done type of season from him I, I don't see Jonas adus the guy Ziegler or any of those guys going moving on to the league after this next season. Probably I think not. they're four year college guys. Yeah. Uh, so, my long story short, there aren't a lot of spots in this particular class. So, I think that has led to the recruiting board being a little smaller as well. Uh, there, there's been some guys here and there that they have been after before Bishop Boswell. Um, there there is one Ahmad Noel. Uh, he, he, Tennessee really wanted him. He he elects to go to UConn. Uh, instead, UConn, who just won the national championship, you you can kind of understand that uh, he's from the Northeast, uh, from the Philly area, if if I'm not mistaken. So that one makes a, a little sense as to why Tennessee didn't land him. There was another player that uh, Tennessee went and watched play some AAU basketball and, and just didn't really like the way uh, that he was interacting with his teammates and, and uh, just didn't really seem to, to, to go all out and, and play that hard. So I think Tennessee elected to go in a, a different direction with that one. So there's been some things like that as well, but it's been a, a really small board and now the board's even smaller uh, with, with Bishop Boswell in the boat uh, right now, really the only other guy in in the 2024 class that Tennessee is after right now is Chase McCarty, uh, the four-star small forward who is at IMG Academy right yeah. now, but is originally from Westminster uh, there in Huntsville, Alabama, in, in North Alabama. He was, uh, here for an official visit uh, earlier this month uh, at the beginning of September. Uh, I believe Austin P weekend, if I'm not mistaken, or, or maybe it was the weekend. Uh, I'm sorry, yeah. it, it was the weekend of well, yeah, August bo- 18th. Yeah,
2: Boswell so. was in Austin P
1: weekend, I think. Yeah. Yes, absolutely. Thank you for that. Um, McCarty was right before football season started. Uh, he, he's taken a million visits. Uh, he did on September 20th, so a week ago. Uh, he did announce a top six of Kansas, Missouri, Houston, Georgia Tech, and, and Texas Tech. Uh, seems to to be a lot of Houston love there, but but I do think Tennessee and Missouri uh, are still swinging and, and still in that one. Uh, but that's really the only 2024 guy that they're after right now. There, there are some 2025 kids. There's several 2025 yeah, kids that, that they are uh, after. Jermaine O'Neal Jr. Um, this weekend alone uh, for the South Carolina game, uh, they've got a five-star point guard, uh, Aaron Rowe from Link Academy, uh, which Tennessee has had some luck there. Uh, Cameron Carr and Kate Phillips just graduated from there. Uh, Kennedy Chandler and Julian Phillips uh, did, did a year at Link as well. Uh, so Aaron Rowe, a five-star point guard, he'll be here this weekend. Uh, Caleb Wilson, a, a five-star power forward, he's going to be here this weekend. We have him as the number four overall player in the class of, of 2025, uh, Malachi Mourinho. Uh, a center uh, in the, the 2025 class. He's actually from K- Kentucky in, in in Big Blue's <laughs> neck of the woods. So that one may be hard uh, to to land if if Kentucky decides to go all in on him. But you're seeing a lot of 2025 guys trickle in these last couple of weeks and in, in, in the weeks to come. So I think long story short, Wes, the, the lack of high school players they're after in, in this 2024 class, I, I think it has a lot to do with Wanting to take advantage of the transfer portal, because that can really, really help you out. And it it doesn't seem like on September 28th that there's going to be a ton of roster spots to open up after the season as well.
2: Yeah, and there have been other 2024s, obviously, that they went after. It's not like there are no players in this class that they really like. There are obviously some they really like, but... And it's just been one of those years where it seems like with the high school players, it's not like maybe a great crop uh, of guys that they see as fits that, that are perfect for what they're looking for, and and then when they find some of those guys, obviously there's 350 schools out there, so there, some of them are not going to want to go to Tennessee. So you've kind of it's just one of those years where maybe the portal does seem to be a, a safer bet. Now there's been others like I mean, obviously Juke Harris, they were in there uh, with that one for a long time. Um, and he ironically if you want to use that that word you know went to Wake Forest and now Tennessee's maybe taking one from Wake Forest so it, it kind of I guess what goes around comes around there and we'll see which one ends up being the better player but that's what makes this fun right I mean there's you go back and look at it and, oh you know didn't get this didn't win this battle won this battle but really should have won the other battle but hey ended up getting the or, or maybe it's hey ended up getting the better player in, in the long run you never really know and that's what makes this stuff so fascinating is there can be guys Guys who are like not at the top of your board going into the process, and you end up taking them and they end up being fantastic. I mean, that's you, you just never know. But the way Tennessee has been performing, obviously the questions about the program are well, when are you gonna break through in the postseason? Right? We all know that. That's the I mean, it's flashing red lights, boom, boom, boom. Like we all know that's there. But in terms of everything else when it comes to like program management. Tennessee's in a place where it can be picky. Tennessee's in a place where it doesn't have to panic. It doesn't have to – it can wait a little bit and be like, all right, well, you know, going to swing for some of these five stars here, this guy, but um, if it doesn't work, maybe do a pivot and pick up a still a top 80 or top 70 player. Like, it, it's – and then if you don't get those guys, it's like, hey, just wait for the portal to come out because a lot of guys are going to want to come here out of the portal. They're going to see games at Thompson Bowling Arena. They're going to see that atmosphere, and they're going to want to be a part of it. They, they just are. It's a fun place to, to play basketball. And so I think they're in a pretty good spot here. I don't think there's any reason to worry that this was the first one, but I think it's important to have the conversation because if you if we ignore that, and then we're ignoring why some people would maybe have some concerns that on the surface are pretty legitimate. Like that's something that you have to kind of remind people, hey, wait, look at the roster numbers, look at where they are as a program, look what they can do in the portal. I think they probably know what they're doing there. We all know, Ben, got to win at the, end of the, at the end of the deal. That's the deal. We all know that. But everything else in terms of program management for Tennessee, it's hard to complain.
1: Absolutely. Uh, and, again, it's September. Uh, so it is a little weird uh, for Tennessee basketball to pick up its first commitment on September 28th. Uh, and there just doesn't seem to be a lot on the board in the 2024 class. But I think it's also to remember a couple of things uh, on top of, I think Tennessee's going to, to pursue the portal uh, a little harder than, than maybe they have the last couple of years uh, the, the roster spots, I, I just don't think there's going to be a ton of, Uh, At the end of the season, uh, unless there's a mass exodus, and and then at that point, you probably have greater issues. Uh, So a couple of other things on top of those things that I was long-winded about uh, a moment ago, uh, this is basketball. You're you're not signing 25 to to 30 guys like you do in in baseball and and like you do in football, Uh, and it's only September. There's a whole essentially calendar year left in which Tennessee can add from the high school ranks and as the portal ranks that, that we've kind of spoke at, at length about at this point. Uh, and, and Tennessee has added several players late in, in the process uh, during the Rick Barnes era. Uh, a lot of schools add players late in the process, uh, especially nowadays with NIL and, and the portal, guys being disgruntled and, and backing out of an NIL or uh, uh in <laughs> late you got to stop in, and think to to not yeah, get Yeah, which NIL. one is it? Is NLI. it NIL or NIL? I forget which right. one it is. Yeah. We might as well combine the the two and, and make it one because that, that's pretty much what it is, but uh that they may not get the the NIL that they thought they were going to get or a coach may bring in a a, a kid from the portal that that ticks off a high school kid. There's always somebody available. Always. Uh and even before college athletics has now become what it has over the last two or three years. I mean, Tennessee w- was adding players late in in the process. Santiago Vescovi, I think, is a great one, uh, although I-, I guess he did uh, reclassify to-, to be able to to come in midway through that season. Uh, but you look at Tobey Awaka, you look at Zakai Ziegler, you look at DJ Jefferson, uh, and I'm sure I'm missing a couple of guys as, as well. Those-, those were all guys that they picked up late in the summer or like right before guys were reporting for, for class in August. So uh, s- several factors that, that go into that ultimately uh, Tennessee basketball is really, really healthy. Uh, it, it's about as, as healthy as, as you can get. Uh, and, and I also, again, I, I think that this has more to do with, with maybe just not a, a ton of, of roster spots being open and, and wanting to be more savvy in, in the portal because, I I just mentioned it a moment ago, Wes. Like there are several twenty twenty five kids that that Tennessee is in early with uh, and, right and, and now, and they'll it have big had...
2: and they'll have big numbers in that class too. They'll probably need big numbers in that Correct.
1: class. That's exactly where I was going oh, with that. Sorry, like you go back to to this time last year, and and as you got into the season, they 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 weren't really hosting a ton of twenty twenty four guys. I mean, it was like single digit players that you were kind of aware of and and i mean they they probably only had a handful of visitors uh in in the 2024 class throughout the season uh whereas there's a guy or two or three seemingly every week coming in that are 2025 guys they they just i didn't mention this name earlier they just hosted jeremiah fierce a 2025 point guard for an official visit over the weekend. And, and he had a great time. He, he's from Illinois. His his older brother plays at Michigan State right now. So that may be a hard one to pull. Um, but he he told me when I spoke to him on Sunday that Tennessee was absolutely a school that uh, will be in the back of his mind throughout his recruiting process. His parents were in town with him uh, on the visit and, and they really enjoyed it uh, as well. So uh, I, I again, I think the amount of 2025s that are that have been in and out the last month or so and, and will be coming in and out over the next month or so, it's different than it was a year ago with the 2024s. And I, I think that also speaks to wanting to be more savvy in the portal. And also, there will be more roster spots open after the following season than after this season.
2: I think so. And I think also that um, <laughs> before we get out of here, if I can get my voice straight, just to, it just makes me so emotional talking about basketball recruiting. No, it's um it it is almost basketball time in Tennessee. So it, we haven't had any basketball pods in a while because there haven't been any commitments and there hasn't been <clears throat> excuse me a, a big reason to do a lot of this stuff. Been but it's coming. It's coming. Practice is here. Like media day's coming. Like it's it's coming.
1: It's coming. Uh, first day of practice was on Tuesday. First official uh, day of of practice was on Tuesday and. Uh, Tennessee will have its media day on on Thursday, or next Tuesday, I should say. On Thursday, I was my, my brain was working faster than my mouth. Um, by this point, you, you've already seen tip-off times uh, announced and, and TV designations. Uh, and before you know it, Tennessee will be headed to Michigan State at the end of October to play in that charity exhibition uh, that will benefit uh, the Maui relief efforts, because obviously the Maui Invitational had to be moved from Maui to Honolulu because of the the devastating wildfires there. Uh, and then Tennessee will be back a couple days after that to host uh, Carson Newman in, in the typical uh, preseason exhibition that that they put on each year. And then it'll be November 6th hosting Tennessee Tech in, in, in the home opener. So uh, basketball season is here, and we at Go Vols 247 have plenty of coverage of it all. No one's going to cover them. No one covers them like we do. I say that
2: time and time again. No one else uh, puts the – and other people do a great job, but no one puts the resources into to basketball and, and baseball that, that we do uh, consistently throughout the year. We are proud – of that. So uh, lots more coverage to come. This is a a big, big uh, moment for Tennessee. Got a nice uh, staple, got a nice foundation piece for this 2024 class finally. And, um, you know, the 2023-24 season is about to tip off. So Ben, there's a lot to be excited about and a lot that we'll be talking about in the coming weeks and months as we kind of go into hectic mode with all these sports bleeding into each other. But uh, it's fun. That's why we do this. That's why we do this. I think it's it's good stuff. So I appreciate the time, Ben. Thanks, man.
1: Absolutely. Get your voice fixed before we record the next basketball podcast, please. Yeah, I'm going to work on that.
2: There's that button. And now I can say thank you for listening to this edition of the GoVols 24 7 podcast. We always say that, but we always mean it. Thank you, thank you, thank you for listening. You can find all of us on social media. I'm Westrucker 24 7 on Twitter. Ben McKee is Ben McKee 14 on Twitter. Ryan Callahan is Ryan Callahan 24 7 on Twitter. And Patrick Brown is P Brown 24 7. for less than the price of one mediocre lunch per month. That is all that it costs, and that's after a quick free trial. And once you pay us that reasonable rate, which is, again, less than one mediocre lunch per month, you get access in perpetuity to Paramount Plus, uh, which is an excellent growing behemoth of a streaming arm there with us here at CBS, Paramount, Viacom, et cetera. You get every show CBS has ever made commercial free. You get new movies. you get classic movies that rotate in every single month. Uh, you also get just tons of original content, tons of great original Paramount Plus content. And you also uh, get access to the vaults of uh, Nickelodeon, uh, Smithsonian. Uh, MTV, BET, Comedy Central, something for the entire family, all of that, all of that for less than the price of one mediocre lunch per month. That, that is so much stuff. So much stuff. That's a bunch of stuff. Less than one m- lunch a month. That's all that it costs. So go to govals 247com